Hello and welcome to Holsch Fidelity, the podcast where each week we do a deep dive into a different musical artist. I wouldn't say it's balls deep, but deep enough that you want to go and finish the job yourself after listening. You'll walk away aroused by the new knowledge and insights you have gained about the artist in question, as well as some taste testers for you to blast in your headphones as we uncover our favourite five songs. My name is Holsch, and each week I'll be joined by a mate whose passion for music is on par and often surpasses me for that particular musician or band. And ladies and gentlemen, for episode one, we're kicking off in a big, big way. They need no introduction, but I'm going to give them one anyway. Led Zeppelin, legendary English rock gods, led by the dynamic Robert Plant, the guitar virtuoso Jimmy Page, the thunderous John Paul Jones and the incomparable John Bonham. They have left an indelible mark on the annals of music history. With a sound as dynamic as it is timeless, Led Zeppelin blends blues, rock, folk and mysticism into a transcendent sonic experience that has enthralled generations. And now, joining me today is a great mate who I always associate with Led Zeppelin. A warm welcome to Ryan Tick Boccolade. How's it going, mate? Hoshi, how are you, man? I'm good. I'm really good. Episode one, mate. Coming down the line. Coming down the line. <laughs> yeah. It's episode one. Zep- I like it. Yeah, I knew you'd come up with something quirky and <laughs> witty straight away. <laughs> no. Um, when we decided to do Led Zepp, um, obviously <clears throat> it's just one of those bands that I don't know if it's a, uh, a compliment, but it makes me think of you. Yeah, I think that's a compliment, right? That's a good band. It's not like it's, oh, when I think of NSYNC, I think of you. I'm ashamed of something like that. Yeah, so, nothing away from NSYNC, of course. Yeah, so, but ever since I've met you, like Led Zepp, you, mm. you've always sort of been drawn to their music. And But what, what brought you, like what brought you into Led Zepp? I can't even really think of the origins, but I, I do remember something about the about that time when I was kind of starting to get into this older music, I suppose, that my dad listened to. He was more of a Pink Floyd man, but names like Pink Floyd, Deep Purple, Led Zeppelin, they've all got this luster about them. And around that time was like the early dawn of the internet kind of thing. And it was weird that you that of all these old bands, you've never actually seen them. You've heard them on the radio or whatever. And my brain or whatever at that time almost saw them as not a band, not people, just like a machine almost. Mm. So Led Zeppelin was just the one that, that grabbed me, I suppose, the most. And when I kind of get obsessed with something, I don't half-ass an obsession. So <laughs> I just went all the way in on Led Zeppelin. It was a great time because same thing, you didn't have streaming or anything like that. So what you would do, you know, your access to this old music wasn't just a, a JB Hi-Fi or anything like that. You know, the music shops were a bit harder at that stage. So you'd have to actually order a lot of these older CDs in Mm. you know, to the shop kind of thing. So it was that wait for something to come out. Um, and then once you obviously got the CD, you'd listen to the whole thing. It's no different to a record inherently. Mm. You know, it's easier to skip, obviously, but there's still that drive to to listen to a whole, whole album. And so Led Zeppelin probably got me into albums. Mm. Yeah, well, the, these days with, with Spotify and Apple Music and all the rest of it, it's very different to the era where you, you did, you took home a piece of physical media and then you bonded with it. And you know you had to. Yeah, it cost too much not to. <laughs> That's right. You know but I mean, I mean? Like, in the end, it, even 
It felt like yours. Brian like, it Adams, felt like 18 you. Till I Die. It's one of my favourite albums just because I had it. <laughs> I had to listen to it. Oh, mate, <laughs> mate. <laughs> um, yeah, I, won't, I mean, my first ever album was MC Hammer, so... It's, yeah, uh, yeah, good taste when you're young, hey? Yeah, yeah. But no, back to Led Zepp, like for me as well, like I really didn't even get into them till about 10 years ago and, and that was similar mm. to what you said, like just the accessibility when I was younger. Mum and Dad listened to country music, like real mm-hmm. country music. Yeah. And and my whole life was sort of dictated by rage on the TV. Mm. So Which by then Led yeah. Zeppelin wasn't playing on. That's exactly right. So they they sort of gone past and, you know, whilst I always knew their their radio staples, you know, the whole lot of loves mm. and the, the stairway to heavens and the like, I'd never really had much of a, a grasp on their full catalogue, which is yeah now I understand is incredible. And so, obviously, like, okay, so you were drawn into them, but what mm. is it about Led Zepp that makes them, you know, so special to you? I think it's just the band that I've jumped on the earliest and jumped into the most. So, you know, that's it's, it's almost like my first love of music in a way. Like, that's who I just dived into first up and I've just never let go, I suppose. You never let go of your first love, do you? <laughs> Well, Look, you know, until that point, I'm probably I'm probably like most people, you know, let's say I'm about 15 when this is when I'm getting into Led Zeppelin. By that stage, until that point, sorry, everything that you listen to was very pop. It's very single based. You know, you you like that little rush that you get from a pop hit, which you still get now. But at that age, that's all you kind of want, and then you probably start to mature in those tastes. And I don't know if it was like pretentious or whatever to think that oh well. I'll go- <laughs> I'll not mature into my taste. I'll just start at the best and work my way back from there. Mm. I think one of our, our good mates, uh, Foxy, Fox, um, oh, yeah? I think he put it really well one day and uh, we were having a few beers and, and he stated, you know, in this day and age, if someone had the opportunity to see one concert live of a band at their peak, what would mm. it be? And... Yeah. Uh, you know, and his clear answer was Led Zeppelin, and I think it's pretty yeah. hard to argue. You know, for me, Led Zeppelin is is a shining light in that regard, apart from maybe Queen. Mm. Um, yeah. So, yeah. It, known as showman as well, not not just good music. The showmanship was good, and in a time when you were just a band on stage, there was no lights or anything like that. You just had four people up there, and that was it. Mm. even from their live recordings that you can listen now, like you know what you get from them is not a rehash of their album. It's something yeah, completely yeah, yeah. more, completely more special. Yeah, which is what you want from a live show. That's exactly right. All right, let's move on. Just we'll quickly touch base on the musical influences of Led Zap, and then we'll jump straight mm-hmm. into our top five. But the one thing that I found really interesting when I was reading about it was the influence of Elvis Presley and some of his initial guitarists, um, Scotty Moore. Okay. Um, Scotty Moore was uh, Jimmy Page's biggest influence until the blues and, and these other uh, genres sort of came in and, and, and took hold as well. But for a long time, the, Scotty Moore was the one that um, inspired him to play guitar. And, um, okay. Yeah, I might even play a quick snippet now of uh, "Little Sister" by Elvis Presley, and this is this is Scotty Moore's work in the background, and uh, see what you think. Little 
sister, don't you? Little sister, don't you? Little sister, don't you kiss me once or twice and say it's very nice and then you run. So there you have it. And so, Tick, t- what's from what you've read and, and heard from mm-hmm. from the Led Zeppelin? What what influences have you sort of um, noted over the years? Well, you know, it's hard. It's hard because they are kind of the start of music for me. It's not like I know anything before there, but obviously, it's heavy blues influence, and that's where a lot of their songs were, were you know, lifted from, if you will. But um, yeah, nothing that I know, obviously. Yeah, the the, the biggest um, blues influence that I read about were Howlin' Wolf, Muddy Waters and Lead Belly. Um, oh, great, great blues names, eh? Hey? <laughs> well, I've heard of Muddy Waters and Howlin' Wolf a lot. I hadn't heard a lot about Lead Belly, so I actually jumped on and had a listen, and he is the guy that sings Black Betty. So, yeah, right. Yeah. He's in Spider-Bait? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Still getting around. That's so but cool. Actually, I'll, I'll play. I'll just play ten seconds of the original Black Betty now, yeah. just for everyone, because it's it's very different in the the feel and vibe of it. But at the same time, yeah, it's it's the thing. It's the genuine um, inspiration for Spider Bait and everyone else that's done yeah. their issue of it. Cool. Oh, Black Betty, bam lamb Oh, Black Betty, bam lamb Black Betty had a baby, bam lamb Black Betty had a baby, bam lamb Little thing went crazy, bam lamb Little thing went crazy, bam lamb Oh, Black Betty, bam lamb Oh, Black Betty. What'd you think of Lead Belly, Black Betty? Oh man, that fucking ruled. <laughs> that was awesome. The slow clap, the. Just the voice carrying the whole thing. I love that. Yeah. And you can obviously see this, you know, it's it's so close to where, you know, I don't know who did the version in between, but the one that I think of is Spider-Bait. But, you know, you can so much hear. It's almost there is no leap from there to there. It's got the rhythm and everything, even just from a clap in his voice. It's, yeah. It's the, got the, the whole soul. structure of the songs. It's there. just, yeah, it's right there and then. It's just been modernized. You can imagine that guy just standing on the corner on a soapbox <laughs> or something, just busting that out, hey, like. Yeah, that was really good. Uh, such a good find. So, mm. it's time. It's time for yes. our Holsch uh-huh. Fidelity top five. This is what we're here for. This is it. This is probably my, yeah. the whole reason that this this podcast comes <laughs> yeah. together. So, I, I think it's 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 it, etiquette is always to let the guests go first. So, oh, how very kind so, of you. So we'll obviously start. Chivalry at, is not dead. No, no. We'll start at five and and then work what through to our our numero uno. So, okay. if you want to start proceedings, Tick, what's your number five in Led Zeppelin? Number five. So we were talking about this during the week. This number five was the hardest for me to pick. Like the top four, I, I nutted down pretty much straight away, and then five just changed 30 times, I reckon, just back and forth, back and forth. When I'm thinking in my head, I'm looking for something on the backside of uh, Led Zeppelin 3 or the backside of Led Zeppelin 4 because I just love, I think mm. I just more love that section of album rather than a particular song in there. Each song I'd listen to and go, that's one of my favourites, that's one of my favourites, that's one of my favourites. Um, but it probably came down to two, so I'm going to uh, show a reveal Probably what I would have, what I've taken out a few times. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. No, sure. Yeah, Special, all right. So, so the mentions. three, the, 
the, the three that really kind of circulate, or the two that circulated before this one was um, when the levee breaks, uh, that just kept going in and out, as did Misty Mountain Hop, um, which are both on the backside of Led Zeppelin IV. Um, love both of those songs terribly at the end. Even Four Sticks was in there at some stage as well. Um, but what I ended up going for was The Ocean, which is from Houses of the Holy. Um, now, yeah, it's, I think it's just a banging song. Just, you know, like I said, it kind of went around what it was going to be. This is just where I landed at the very last minute. So, yeah, it's a so much energy on it um, and it, it changes the what's the song that it's after on that album but it changes the whole is it the crunge or die maker or something Jamaica? no but I, I just remember listening the to the album and then when the ocean comes on it just like just picks it up a, a notch it just hits you doesn't it yeah it's uh, I, I definitely had it in my in the mix as well but it, yeah that's an absolute belter song so so for me it's it's a song that has a bit of personal meaning as well. So um, I used to sing that song to my daughter when she was a baby. You know, I'd sit her on my, my my knees and I'd not sing it, I'd play it on the phone kind of thing. So there was a few songs. There, there was, funnily enough, there was uh, this song, there was the song Led Zeppelin by Tame Impala and mm. the other one was Elephant by Tame Impala. So that were the three songs that I'd play her was The Ocean, uh, and then those two other Tame, Tame and Parlour songs. So it's got a bit of a special uh, meaning to it as well. Uh, it's not just a good song. It's, yeah, it's it's a memory as well. Yeah, nice, nice. So do you do you have some idea of the, the meaning behind the song, like why, what it's written about, et cetera? I think it, is a, I think it literally is about his daughter. Oh, there you go. Because <laughs> the, lyric, the lyric at the end of it, which is um, now I'm singing all the songs to the girl who won my heart. She's only three years old. That's a real fine way to start. And then as he kind of went through uh, in, into concerts, he would he would update the age of his daughter as he oh, kind of went. So I think the idea behind it is he's kind of he's uh, the ocean. You know, this is what I'm read, and I think it does sound pretty um, apt. Is that the ocean is his fans? Uh, and now he's kind of not singing to his fans. He's singing for his daughter, kind of thing. Oh, not that's... singing for the fans, but for his daughter. So, yep. yeah, that sounds good cool. to me. Yeah, that sounds. And really I only good. found that out like today. Obviously, I always knew that lyric at the end. That's why I liked it. That's why I played it. Yeah, it's not a lullaby by any means. It comes mm. in pretty hard and strong. Uh, and then I, at the end, there's that kind of weird doo-wop kind of yeah. thing, which is quite bizarre. So your favourite um, favorite section of that, like if you were going to say, look, if you, I'm just going to give you a snippet of how great this song is, like what would you play to someone to say, you know? Uh, I think it's just the start. It's We've done four already and now we're steady. And, that, you know, it's got that studio sound at the start and then it just comes in really, really hot from the very get-go with a really hard kind of riff, which is, yeah, really, really cool. That's a Led Zepp signature move, isn't it? So let's yeah. let's let, should we give that a spin? Well, uh, go go. Sorry, just going back to what you're saying before. It follows no quarter on the album, so oh, it's the last yes. song. That's right yeah. on Houses of the Holy. Yeah. No, so no quarter, no quarter. Very artsy. It's an odd song. It's yeah, yeah. yeah you're right. You know, like it's got that drawl, and it's it's such an amazing song. A little spooky almost, oh. and then yeah, and then you again. jump into the ocean. Yeah, and I th- I think even that outro is quite good as well. You know, the the doo wops as an outro to an album. It's I'm always fascinated by the ends of albums as well. 
Yeah, well, and starts, <laughs> and and to say that you had it up against when the levy breaks, so yeah, that's right. Another classic album ender. So yeah, so yep. so which section should so we let's play? Hear it. Yep. Well, well, I think just the start. Just go from the very start. So I don't know how much of it you're going to play, but I think the starts. It just gives all the energy of the song. Okay, let's do it right now. That is absolutely ripping. I love the ocean. Great first yes. pick. Great first pick. I'm impressed. As yes, I knew I would be. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my number no five. So my number five is an absolute bull terror. The mm. immigrant song. So oh, Led God. Led Zepp three is the album it came from in 1970. Um, you know, yep. it's, it's a it's a cold Viking metal stomp. <laughs> It's just yeah. It just hits you and then doesn't stop hitting you. Um, oh, it slaps you in the face from the very first chord. It's yeah, amazing. It's just got that repeating riff the whole way through it, and yeah, it's my favorite moment in that song. It's like I, the whole song's so good, but for me, still that opening howl from Robert playing. Yeah, it's just yeah. I don't know. It's it's one of the most iconic. Uh, Led that Zeppelin. drum kick just drives it oh. as well. It's just so in your face. Like, it's everything. It's the riff that's in your face. It's the drum kick in your face. Um, you know, the bass, once again, by John Paul, it's always in the background just floating along. But there's some really cool, unique parts in this song as well. There's some upwards inflections just around the chorus, which I've never really heard until recently listening to it um, with headphones on. But mm. um, I think everyone yeah, needs really, to do really themselves cool a favour and listen to the Led Zepp catalogue with really good headphones on because yeah. there's so- well it's not even just this it's not even just sonically there's so many um little studio sounds in there mm. and you can just I think even at the start of this you hear you know there's I think it's a uh, some kind of pedal warming up or something like that that's that <laughs> odd noise at the start but even before that there's a little bit of chatter that you can hear as well and I think that's just it, it adds some something to it a little bit of luster to it or yeah, something yeah. like that yeah uh, yeah yeah, the, the the whole way through listening to to this band, the little it's it's also Jimmy Page's layering. He mm. he layers so many um, different uh, instruments, and often this it's it's lightly done to a point that you would never notice it on a radio. But yeah, but when you hear it, yeah, yeah, yeah. like you are like wow, that's like. A lot of detail that he goes to just to make it exactly how he, he wants it, especially at the time as well. Like, you know, it's not it's not like you're on a computer yeah. program. You know, it's all tapes kind of thing at that stage. So, yeah, that's very impressive. Mm. But yeah, so just before we move on to number four, like, what do you, what do you like about it, Hosh? What's what's oh, your kind of? Mate, you know, just, you've just, obviously explained musically it's 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 something, but it's it's just it's just my anthem from them. You know what I mean? It's 
it's yep. the one if I am ready to go out and play sport or something and I'm just driving the car, yep. it only goes for just over two minutes. But I know it's going to yeah. get the job done. I'm going to be fucking amped and, and ready to go. It's I don't know. As soon as that howl starts and then the, that beat just starts driving in. Great, great pick for number five. Last thing I'll just touch on is a lot of people seem to think, like there's a lot of Viking um, sort of mentality around it and, and in its mm. words. But just my own perspective, I, I think – this and I don't I don't know if this is true or not, but this is just my thinking behind it. Mm. Is I feel like it's them. It's it's meant to be a um, an image of them basically crushing the the world with their new music. Um, and yeah. I, I when I listen to it now with that that imagery, I reckon it's even cooler because they were madmen. <laughs> yeah, and they trashed. Like they used to hire full hotels and then just trash the hell of them so they were never allowed back. <laughs> so anyway, that's the immigrant song. It's just a powerful. But you know, it's it's a strange song considering what comes next. Not not straight after it on the album, but where the album goes. You you yeah. listen to this song at the start, and you tell me you can predict that there's going to be this real soft acoustic music on the second half of the album. Mm. You're kidding yourself because this just comes in so hard. It's so. It's so disparate between where it starts and and where it ends, and it's one of my favorite albums, actually. Yeah, Three. wasn't it a tribute in a way to? Was that the one that's sort of a tribute to Janis Joplin? Because um, uh, to Joni Mitchell, isn't sorry. it? And that's going to Car- yes. California. Oh, okay, okay. I yeah. thought one of the albums in general was sort of. How dare you test me on this? No, that's why I got you here. <laughs> How dare you? Okay, you're number four, mate. You're number four. Number four. Uh, my number four is this, this at times has been what I've described as my favorite song of all time. And it's probably just the song that I played the most of theirs in my youth. And it's the rain song from, uh, Houses of the Holy as well. So, um, I'm saying Led Zeppelin three is one of my favorite. I'll just pick two songs from Houses of the Holy, but it's actually not one of my favorite albums, but, um, yeah, the rain song starts it off and it's just an absolute beautiful song um it's got a real uplifting feeling as well this was a song that i used to listen to before every uni exam i ever had i'd sit in the car turn this up and it just kind of calmed me down i know there's a bit at the end where it kind of builds to a crescendo but then it finishes nice and softly and very calmly and that was my kind of way of just yeah clearing my mind before literally every exam i ever did wow so and it's, I know it's like I said, it's a calming song. It's a, it's a, it's just a love song, pure and simple as well. And um, the the line in there, "Speak to me only with your eyes." That's what stand. It's just a. I love the line. It's something very romantic about it, and a little bit magical. That was sexy, motherfuckers. Those guys. <laughs> yeah. like, I didn't realize. They're so young at this point as well. Like, how can you come up with such, you know, poetry and music that is at twenty two or whatever? Didn't they, didn't they steal oh, it all from J.R. Tolkien? <laughs> I guess that's how you do it, right? You steal it from everyone that, everyone that comes along and you sound cool. That, that, was, that, that line was straight from Lord of the Rings. So, <laughs> no, no, it I'm means kidding, nothing, you reckon? No, I'm kidding. Oh, the music, so, like, so, I didn't realise how much of it was around women and relationships and and, mm. and seducing and the like. But well, well, this song was written in response to George Harrison from the Beatles saying to uh, Jimmy Page, oh, you never write ballads, something like that. <laughs> and um, 
So he said, I'll fucking show him or whatever. And they wrote, they wrote this song basically. So, so which, which part should we play to the, to the crowd? So if you, Um, I I think it's the, it's the crescendo just as it, as it kind of really builds up into that, um, yeah, that big bit. And then it kind of has the drop off at the end. So it's, I think it's an eight minute song. So it's somewhere the six and a half minute. Aren't all your songs like eight plus? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this is, that's what I'm saying. It's, this is a short one. (laughs) All right, let's hear the crescendo and the build-up right now. Very nice. Yes. Okay, we're going to hear. Yeah. I feel like I love you. <laughs> I love you after hearing that. <laughs> Is that it? Can I say that on this podcast? Yeah, you definitely can say that. You could say it more often if you like. So romantic. Yeah. All right. My number four is mm. what is and what should never be. So this is from Led Zepp number two. Yeah. In 1969. And the reason I love this song, and you're probably going to see a trend of this through all of the Holst Fidelity episodes, but the the tempo changes, etc. So this one really has a a distinctive one in that it's got that hushed verse, but then crazy explosive chorus, uh, really powerful. You know, it's just always going to be a winning formula for me. and And it's just... Similar to what I just said about the rain song, it's damn sexy. This song, it's yeah, it's just and it's whimsical. It kind of floats along a little bit, then it just comes in. It's yeah. like a, like a dog just strolling down the street, and then attacks something, yeah. and then it parts of it fit make you feel like you're in a jazz lounge, but then <laughs> next second explodes with like hard rock riffs. It's yeah, I just love that they can, and they, it's just something they do so easily. Um, so. It's almost it's almost a signature, isn't it? That yeah. that soft, hard, soft, hard, and like within a song, it's not like it's you know which went from the rain song, which slowly builds up into a, mm. you know stairway to heaven's the same, slowly builds up and then rocks out at the end. There's so many of their songs where they start slow, go high, go back to slow, high, mm. slow, like five times within a song. And that's it. And they have like they'll mix two influences together over those two sections, you know, it'll be folk yep. music and then hard rock or Celtic yep. because of the, <laughs> you know, and, and you can tell like that they're drawn from these different areas, but then they mix them together and it's just this masterpiece. It's something so, new. Yeah. At the time, it's something new. It's still, still, a lot of it still sounds fresh. I agree. I agree. I, I think, you know, we talk about like bands like Wolf Mother who came out mm. and, you know, they're very obviously Led Zeppelin influenced, but a lot of their mm. stuff still sounded so amazingly fresh when they put it out. Yeah. So yep. it just. Well, there's that to- other band at the moment as well. It's a Veta Van 
yeah. grew to something like that. Yep. And they are just a Led Zeppelin covers band almost. <laughs> but they've got a lot of good songs as well. Maybe maybe that's the key is the, that kind of voice. Yeah, yeah. Just hits. That's it. So this song actually has um, a very, very um, intriguing story behind it. Um that was also in the the Hammer of the Gods, the Led Zeppelin saga book. It was it was brought in, and um, so at the time Robert Plant was married to I think it was Maureen Wilson, but prior mm-hmm. to, prior to that, he had actually dated her younger sister, and then oh. Maureen Wilson became pregnant, and they got married. And when he wrote the song, it was it was sort of only a few months into the the marriage, and mm. basically, when you read the words, it, it really does stand out that this is definitely a very good chance of of it being true that this song was written about his forbidden love for um, Shirley, the younger sister, and, and the affair that he probably had with yeah, her right. during this period. I'm just reading the lyrics now, yeah. That does sound pretty good. So, you know, it, it just blows me away that his wife never cottoned on to these lyrics at the time. But, um, you know, even after he was married to his wife for 15 years, I think they had three kids, then eight years later he started dating the younger sister again, and had another kid. <laughs> so his four Damn. kids, his four kids are actually shared across two sisters. So my favorite lyrics Cracking song. Sorry, yeah, it is cracking, cracking song. song. So my favorite lyrics and moment is the first time that the chorus comes in and just absolutely crushes the speech. The speakers. Um, mm. It's it's one of those songs that yeah, like I said, it's very hushed. But then just the first time you hear it. It's um it blows you away and then obviously it has that theme throughout the rest of the song and there's a, a bit of a yeah at the on, end which rules. is really awesome as well but the part I'd like to play um is is that first section. Move on. You're number yes. three, halfway. Number three. Jeez, we're getting to the pointy ends really quickly now. Uh, the next song that I picked does not go very quickly. In fact, it is the longest song in uh, their studio catalogue. Uh, it's from Physical Graffiti and it is In My Time of Dying. Um, I don't know what it is about this song that has just always grabbed me. It's not... It's not just the fact it's 11 minutes long, so I get a lot of value for money when you're listening to it. Um, It's just this visceral blues song, I think, with, like you said, that hard rock in the middle of it. It's 11 minutes long and, to me, never feels 11 minutes long. It's There's a lot... It it is repetitive, but there's always something new going on as the song progresses. It's it's like it never stagnates at any point. 
it's always rolling forward to kind of that that zenith at the end you know it's it's got that trope that you talk about as well where there's a, a real stop off in the music there's there's a, a plant vocal solo halfway through it as well um it's just a quintessential zeppelin song it was stolen uh <laughs> it's got all the tropes that you need from a good zep song yeah i listened to it today i had it uh going rather loudly in in my home here mm. and um yeah that just such a heavily blues influence but with that hard edge to it yeah that heavy drone kind yeah. of as it starts off the guitar it's just a real droning kind of oh. you can almost feel the the heartache in the in the instrument you know before the the song even starts being sung it's got that real something to it and it's yeah, yeah it's just a really cool song yeah it's funny because I've, I've i've heard it before but i don't think i've ever had it at the volume i had it today and it just transformed <laughs> it did it transformed it because it's it's got a, a real life to it that fucking just drills through you at different times we were talking about this at a different time as well that there's that building of the instruments coming in. It's like a an introduction to each band member where it starts with the guitar and then I can't remember what comes next, but, you know, it's just got that real, it goes then the drums, then the bass, and then the mm. the lyrics come in after that. So it's it's that cool kind of idea of building into a song yeah, as yeah. well. Is there any any meaning in the lyrics that you sort of understand I with it? I think it's just about meeting your maker and kind of coming to peace with it or, yeah. you know, I like that lyric, um, if my wings should fail me, Lord, please bring me with another pair. It just sounds there's yeah. something very cool about that as well. And I know you're going to ask me this question and I'm going to find it impossible to say which part of the song to play. It's 11 minutes long. Oh, we're it's, gonna, it's almost we're just like going to finish the podcast with the... Uh... <laughs> no. You said we can get 40% of the podcast with music. <laughs> if we played that, we'd have to talk for another 50 minutes just to justify no one, no one wants that. the whole song. <laughs> um, what do you reckon? I, I don't know if it's just going to be the start of the song. But this, this, is a song, this is a song I want the people to hear some of because I, I reckon there's a lot mm. of people out there that have, like today I was like, holy shit, this song is actually incredible. So we need I, something I can, that's going to really. Think, look, okay, I can think of what it is in my head, but I can't explain that to you right now without sounding really stupid. It's it's when Bonzo's really hitting those drums hard halfway through the song. It's a da 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 and then the guitar comes in after it. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll explain it better than that in some capacity, and I'll let you know what I'm I, talking about. You won't believe it, but I've got that part. Yeah, right now, ah, nice. ready. The exact Very part good. you're talking about. So, all right, let's look, roll. Make make you're sure you're a genius. Yeah, I am pretty good at this. Okay, <laughs> listen to this, boys and girls. Okay, so that was Ticks number three. Um, yeah. Woo, go Tick, it's great. <laughs> so my <laughs> number three, um, probably one of their um, more 
popular radio choices, I guess. Um, mm. Over the Hills and Far Away from House of the Holy 1973. Yep. Now, this one yeah. is special to me because this is the one that I remember hearing on the radio. Now, it, it doesn't get anywhere near as much airplay as like the, the Whole Lot of Loves and Stairway to Heaven, etc. But I remember hearing one day on the radio and I went, I love this song. Is this Led Zepp? Is this Led Zepp? Jeez. I'm, and I saved it away. Man, and, and so this isn't the start of your journey. It was. It was. Like, yeah, um, cool. you know, I would. It, I put it onto my playlists and because, um, like I said, I only really started taking off with Led Zepp about a decade ago. And this was the song that, that sort of catapulted it. And it's that, um, <laughs> we, we say it again, but it's it's the acoustic into the electric change yeah. up again you know like this starts with that um, acoustic almost you know it, it is a folk song and then it just kicks mm. into that uh, really famous electric riff and um, these tempo changes like it's slow to quick and soft to loud and Page in which this is one. a bit of a Led Zeppelin mantra almost you know oh. that they really spoke about the light and the dark and the slow and the fast and the soft in the land like that was that was kind of in the ethos to do exactly that there you go yeah so you know it represents them beautifully and john paul jones has this funky guitar uh bass guitar riff at, at one moment mm. as well fucking hell it was it's just i don't know i i I've not- i think it really carries at the bass in this song like early mm. on it's a it is a very bass driven song it is but it, at the same time it's got this incredible melody all the way through it, mm. that you know, yeah. it's 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 just blended beautifully. Um, this one was actually created when when it was getting pulled together. It was meant to be an instrumental, and it wasn't until mm. later on that that uh, Plant pulled together some some lyrics for it, and then it, it's it's become what it is today. Um, I've actually got a couple of quick interesting facts with it. So yeah, the beginning this well the song in general. There's a there's a song called White Summer. Um, which mm. is an acoustic solo by Jimmy Page uh, a few years earlier. Actually, I'm going to play a bit of it. I'm going to play a bit of it right okay, now yep. because when you when I play my moment a bit later on, you'll see the similarities. I'll just give you like yeah, okay. 15 seconds of this one. And here is the beginning of Over the Hills and Far Away. Oh, darling, 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 
Oh, you got so much, so much, so much. Let's continue, continue on to the, the mm. now we're getting into the, the real Ooh, deal yeah. Number <laughs> Number two and one. Okay, so Tick, you're number two. Number two. All right, my number two is not a studio song. It is a live version of a song. And I put it to you and anyone who listens to listen to this version or listen to the uh, studio version of the song and then this one and tell me that the studio one's better (laughs) because this one just bangs. It is Bring It On Home. It's uh, from How the West Was Won. Um, The original song's from Led Zeppelin 2. It's, once again, it's a lifted um, song. It's uh, kind of a tribute, I think, or they called it a tribute, and they might have even actually credited the person on this one. Um, but yeah, the, the studio version is fine. There's nothing wrong with it, but you hear the live one, and it's just fantastic. It's got what I think would be uh, what I imagine going to Led Zeppelin live. I feel that in this song. It's got um, it's got the song starting off. Uh, it's a very slow kind of just a bluesy kind of uh, intro almost. It's it's purely page in a microphone, ah, plant in a microphone. Um, then the song starts as it would in the studio, and then it goes off on a tangent of just this fantastic, um, probably four to five minute little riff. Um, there's a great little tete-a-tete between Bonner, uh, Bonham and uh, Page, where Page is playing a guitar riff, and then Bonham will replicate that with the drums, um, and then it all quite comes full circle. It slows right down, and then you hear the, the actual song come back in with the and it just comes back. It's the end of the, their concert as well, so they played this um, as a closing song, and it just it just works so well. It kind of builds up. It comes back down at the end. Um, yeah, I love it. The first time I heard it, I just went, wow, man, this this actually really, really kicks. And I don't think I've ever had that before as a live version of a song. Um, I think thinking is better than the actual studio version. Usually it's the opposite. But, yeah, it's, it's just got them all on display in this song. Now, I've known you've loved this song for a, a long time now. You introduced this to mm. me um, a few years ago. And to be honest, I thought it was going to be your number one. That's when you, I just remember yeah. the passion um, when we, we were out having a few beers and, and you, you threw it on and, and you're right though, it, you can picture the guys up on stage tearing it up in front of thousands. Mm. So How the West Was Won, what year was that concert, do you know? Oh, this this was 1972, Two? I'm pretty sure yeah, this okay. was recorded at. Um, so, you know, that's 51 years ago and you're still listening wow. to it now, thinking it's Fantastic. So um, I think the album might have come out, like the How the West Was One, probably 
early 2000s, I guess, maybe 2004-ish would be my uh, gut feeling, somewhere around there. But, um, yeah, as far as the song itself is concerned, like I said, I, I couldn't pick a good a lyric that I love about it. I couldn't tell you what the song is inherently about. This version is just about the music and mm. Paige, uh, Plant's voice as an instrument as well, which is pretty common in a lot of these songs where, you, where it's not it's not almost the lyrics that are important. It's just the sounds that he's making yeah. are, are a whole part of the song. So, yeah, this is a real instrumental, heavy um, song for me. And, yeah. And I think it's, it's fair to say, similar to, to your number three, like this one is like I know obviously all the, the Led Zepp uh, tragics will have heard it. But, you know, to the casual Led Zepp fan, Probably mm. never heard this this track, and uh, it's it's another one that you really, um, if you're listening to this podcast, you you deserve to go and and listen to the full entirety of it. It's it's another. Does mm. it go for close to? Yeah, it's like nine minutes nine, something. Ten minutes? Yeah, yeah. The, the original song's four minutes or something like that. But yeah, once you add that that jam in the middle, yeah. um, and that's what makes it. I think yeah. is the jam. It's it's the dicing the song up into two parts and then literally jamming a jam in the middle. It's mm. It's pretty cool. Um, as far as the moment for this song, I've just gone with what I've explained there. It's that back and forward between um, bon- Bonham and Plant. Okay. Uh, keep getting it wrong, Paige, yeah. <laughs> Paige and Pierce. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, flip it on, Tony Reno. Okay, here it is. just in that was the millionth time i've heard it and i still love it <laughs> it's such a it, i think it's such an awesome pick for a top five because um you know some of these crazy amazing live versions get lost um to the yeah, abyss. That's right. um so the way that you've bottled it up for everyone i think that's really cool all right my number two my number two Ooh. 1975 physical graffiti um which, you know, once straight up, that's also probably a bit of a surprise. I know one of yours was, mm. your number three was off Physical yeah, yeah, Graffiti, yeah. wasn't it? So mm-hmm. 10 years gone. Um, wow. Now, this yeah, song. That's not, when you said Physical Graffiti, that's not what I'm thinking, you know. 
I'm thinking Cashmere, Cashmere or something yeah, like that, yeah, which yeah. is an absolute epic. Uh, man, 10 Years Gone is a great pick. Yeah, well, it's it's funny because when I first heard it, I loved it immediately. But it's it, it, it was always something that I... I um, enjoyed listening to but now the more I listen to it it just draws me in more and more and I think the reason I love this so much is is whilst Plant sounds like really like masterful in his somberness within it, 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 it the guitar in this song I feel like from beginning to end tells the story of the song yeah um, you almost um, even though you know Plant is incredible in it I, I just feel like you could have this as an instrumental from start to finish yep. and it would be just as good almost it's yeah that it's, opening little nerdle is just fantastic in it and yeah you're right and i think i actually got mixed up with <laughs> the hills of far away but this song is the one that has it's got two incredible solos uh from jimmy page one is now this song i, I haven't got it in front of me but i think it's around the eight minute mark and it, his mm. first solo in it is around the two and a half minute mark, and it's incredible. Yeah. And then it busts into uh, my favourite verse. Um, it's the verse. Oh, I haven't got the words here, but um, my favourite verse, the second verse of the, of the the song, and then it goes into this yeah. funky sort of a little bit synth. Uh, second solo by Page, mm. um, which I love almost just as much, but it's it's very contrasting from the other one. But the whole time, it's got this recurring sort of bridge through it that, that holds it together. <laughs> it's exactly the what... Voice what angle, to, yeah. The voice of an angle. The voice of an angle, But it's... Yeah, look, it, it's also um, probably the most intricate... Produ- intricately produced song by um, Led Zeppelin over the years that parts of it have 14 guitar layers over the top of each other. Wow. Um, it's one of Jimmy Page's like absolute um, how he's pulled this it's off. Like he's, at, in he's that masterpiece era. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And it's it, at, some people have noted it as like they, they started playing with it, playing it live but they could mm. never replicate what was on the album because they're a four piece. Yeah. Um, I think this yeah, was a song that one different of different tracks. Yeah. I think one of the, this is the song. One of them had like a three um, prong guitar, three ended. And oh were, yeah. And yeah. Trying right. to, and, they were, and then they had the guitarists had um, foot pieces to try and play other parts of the song. And yeah, um, but they realized too complicated. Yeah. They realized pretty quickly that it was, it was too complicated. So they stopped playing it live. Um, but then well, um, well, I'm going to counter your your mine too as a great pick with yours as a great pick because this isn't this is one of those songs that's not not even close to being well known. You know, it's not. I wouldn't even say it's on the peripherals of <laughs> their most popular. You know, there's the most popular songs, which are the huge hits. Then there's probably another say 20 songs that are below that, which you know casual fans would know. This isn't even on that list. I think, and it's it's a great great song. Yeah. Well. For my fives, like it's always for me, my fives are okay. Which are the songs that keep drawing me back that I want to listen to, you know, mm. all the time? Like, you know, not every day, but when I think, oh, I'm going to have a Led Zepp, I'll always throw on 10 Years Gone. And, and that's why it's so high yeah. on my list. And um, just going back to what I said there before about the, the how they couldn't play it live, Jimmy Page actually got 
together with the Black Crows and played it live. And he said mm. it was amazing to have enough musicians on stage to actually pull it off. And for the first yeah, time, right. he got to hear all these guitars. Have you watched it? Um, no, I haven't watched it. Um, I'll see if I can find it. That sounds really cool. Yeah, it's it's. I've listened to it. Um, live mm. at the Greek is the album with the Black Crows. Oh, okay. So I think it's yeah, it's right. a number of um, it's on Spotify and it's a number of different Led Zeppelin songs that um, Jimmy Page um, and the Black Crows have have coordinated yeah, right. together. So it's funny though that there's some big hits on there. I think a whole lot of love might even be on there and so forth. But the plays of it, this is the song that's actually like yeah okay. millions more than all the rest, and it must be because yeah, right. okay, this is your one chance to hear this song how it was mm. meant to be played live. So yeah, that's right. that's my Definitely two, that um, and for my moment, I, I I do want to play those. This is probably the longest moment that we're going to have tonight, but it goes for ninety <laughs> seconds. But I really want to play those yeah. two solos with that that second verse in between. So the whole it's a okay. long song, but this this goes for ninety seconds. So so it's here only it is. Six something minutes, pretty short. Oh, there you go. Okay, <laughs> well here it is. Thanks. <laughs> Okay, All right. well, there's a few solos uh, before we launch into the number ones. Yeah, a couple of licks. All right, here we go. This uh, okay? I, I yeah, I'm about to announce my number one. This is, this is what we're waiting for. Yeah. Okay. So all your songs and the number two and three have been like excruciatingly long. <laughs> no, not excruciating. Excruciating. <laughs> no, I think but I've had about a five epic. minute. I think I've had an eight minute. An eleven minute and a ten minute. There you go. So this is obviously going to be you know seven, eight, nine minutes long as yeah. well. So what's your number one? <laughs> number one. 
This is the third shortest song they wrote, and I'm, we've spoken about it just before as your number five. Uh, my number one is the Immigrant Song. I think it's just a quintess- It's it's almost not a quintessential Led Zeppelin song because it is so short, but it just has on display everything that they can do uh, in a short little package. It's a pump up song. It's a it's great for sport. It's great for movies. It's it's I think it's your introduction to Led Zeppelin. Um, it's 101. It's the song that my kids love and all three of them have loved as as I think it's just it, it, it has that thing where they want they were in the car and they said dad play the spooky song and <laughs> so and I'm happy to put it on and you know kids are like play it again play it again play it again and I'm always happy to play it again because it's just a, an absolute curler it's basically an injection like that's how quick it is <laughs> you know what I mean it's just like this injection it hits you you get that you know what you need out of it, and then before you know it, it's done. Yep. And, yeah, but and it does everything. It does everything it needs to. You exactly. Know? It's kind of it's kind of weird that they waffled on for so long with a lot of those songs <laughs> when they could do it all in two two minutes twenty. Yeah, and you're content. You're like, fuck, that was it. That's, yeah, that's all I needed. It was you've wrapped it into that little parcel perfectly. Yeah. So, so like I said, we spoke about it before, but yeah, I'm I'm very happy with that as a number one. All right, let's. Uh, what what part should we play? Like right from the get go, and give it a, a bit of we a. We play the whole, we could play the whole thing almost. Yeah, let's do <laughs> it's, it. It's all one part. Uh, no, I reckon no, that's it's, the it's, game. it's it is the very start. It's just that, um, yeah, like I said, that that pedal or whatever it is warming up, and then the just boom, the wall of sound that just absolutely smacks you in the face. It's fantastic, all and right. it doesn't stop from there. Should we let it rip? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, here it is, everyone. Okay, uh, I obviously agree with your number one wholeheartedly uh, since it was also <laughs> my five. Uh, yeah, but it's only a five. Yeah, well, we can't always be right, hey. <laughs> can't believe my opinion was oh, wrong. Sh- uh, now the time is here for you, your number one, sir. Please okay. let us know. Okay, so the correct number one <laughs> is, uh, is another song that's been uh, taken from, uh, well, what they thought at the time was a traditional track with no mm. uh, artist base. But my favourite song is actually off the very original album, Led Zeppelin, 1969, <laughs> and the song is Babe, I'm Gonna Leave You. Wow, second song. Second track um, yep. in, in their catalogue ever. So I love this song. Look, as you said, for what you said, Led Zeppelin epitomised in the immigrant song. Mm. Like for me... This is the song that epitomizes Led Zeppelin, and and it goes yeah. back to everything we said earlier with the, the tempo change and all the rest. But the light um, and the dark, yeah, all this of that. 
this this here is, is a heavily blues based hard rock track, um, but you know it's it's got the acoustic guitars, but then it's got the screaming amplifiers. It's it's got I don't know how did you describe like their their motto before their ethos? Yeah, light the light, the, dark. the shade, the slow, the fast. It's it's I, I, I saw me this to you the other day that this song is almost it sounds acoustic the whole way through and it's and I know it's not but it just still sounds like there's never a shift into the electric world and it just sounds it's so heavy for such an acoustic song it's a weird thing to kind of have constantly yeah that that little flamenco kind of sound throughout it um, and then just those really heavy heavy parts of it it's yeah it's a ripper yeah it's a- like you said it does it just smooths it rolls along perfectly and when it just lifts to that next level like it hits you but it's not like a full jerk you know what I mean mm. it's just, just well, well it's it's kind of like what I was talking about before with uh, In My Time of Dying where it's a long song again I think it's about eight minutes or six it's it's, it's six-ish yeah, yeah, seven-ish minutes or whatever but it never feels like it's yeah. It it, all, it does repeat. It is repeating. The whole song is constantly it's repeating. It's the baby song. But it never ever and it, it never ever gets stale. You know, it just it always it's always building to something. And then yeah, it's a it's so fantastic. Yeah, it's, I'm so proud of you, Tony. I'm so proud. <laughs> now look for me. This was actually a really easy number one to pick because I've loved it ever since. Like when I said about you know over the hills and far far away brought me into Led Zeppelin. When I first heard this song, like I fell in love with it immediately, and and it's just um, always resonated. Whereas you know other songs I've loved, but you know you might just give it a bit of a quiet period or something. But this song, whenever I'm playing Led Zepp, I just I need to hear it. My favorite part of this song um, comes around the three forty five mark, and um, it's it's only it's the ooh baby 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 part that that starts an acoustic yeah. realm and then explodes. Isn't isn't that a Justin Bieber song? <laughs> <laughs> he probably ripped it off um, Led Zeppelin. Yeah, that's right. Um, and and they, they state um, there, don't you hear it calling me? Um, oh but yeah. You've just got to just got to hear that section um, of the song, and I'd like to share that. Um, mm. And hopefully, some people uh, might go back and and listen to the full. Quarter yeah, of the song. It. Okay, I'm going to play that big time. right now. This is from my number one, babe. I'm gonna leave you. Oh, baby, 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 baby. Oh. So that is our top fives all wrapped up. 
Um, absolutely loved having you on, Tech. Um, I think you're fine. Man, so much fun. I can't believe, I'm sure there's a few people going, oh, no cashmere, no uh, stairway to heaven. It's, it's, I'm telling you, it was so hard. Yeah. It was so hard. I think we should Five say we difficult. love those songs. Like, Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, there's no, no diss on any of those songs. It's yeah. just that, you know, like you said, you probably got a bit more of it. It's probably more of a deep dive than you'd get if you just named – you know, five songs that everyone's heard on the radio kind of thing, big whoop, you know, you're kind of getting something a little bit extra here that you can do a little deep dive of your own without having to go all the way in. You know, sometimes it is it is daunting when you're looking at a band that you don't know to go, oh, shit, they got ten albums, where do I start, what's the good one? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you've got a few songs there that you can kind of dip your toe into and think, oh, shit, maybe, maybe I will listen to this and, hey, I like it or I don't like it, but, you know, give it a go and... Um, hopefully our passion's drawn a few people into it. Yeah, it's they're definitely you got to you got to go out and listen to the rest because if you just listen to the radio tracks, you're missing out. These guys mm. are elite, elite, and yeah, doesn't matter if they've taken it. Um, they t- this is still Led Zeppelin to the core. Every song. All right, yep. mate. Well, we'll have Great you back fun, on. Really, really enjoyed it. Oh, I really appreciate you coming on, and I'm sure you're going to be on for many more, many, many more. Yes. So if you enjoyed I'm this, excited. if you enjoyed this episode, everyone, uh, please subscribe because we're going to have so many more um, artists, and they're going to be all different eras, different sounds, different genres. Um, so keep a track um, eye on on the podcast, and if you subscribe, then obviously you'll get those notifications. Yeah, I'll be on for Lead Belly. I'll be on for the Lead Belly edition. <laughs> Black Belly number one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I hope you all enjoy our playlist. We'll talk soon. See ya. <laughs>